Hello and good day to you. So guys, this episode is a slightly different one. It is only our second live podcast, of course, but I said I'd jump on here very quickly and give you a little bit of uh, context to this conversation. Over the last couple of weeks, we have uh, been doing a few chats and a few live uh, chats for our members uh, over Zoom and on Facebook Live in our members group. And looking back now, I wish I recorded all of them, <laughs> but I didn't, of course. But I did record our most recent one with the lovely uh, Conor O'Keefe. Um, as I said, this was originally for our members group, which they could they could watch live or listen back to. Um, but I said it was such a fantastic episode, a fa- such a fantastic chat. I said, why not upload it and spread the good word? Uh, really, really interesting chat, guys. So give it a listen. And of course, let me know what you're, uh, what you're thinking. If you do, of course, have any um, feedback, uh, requests on what you want to listen to, please, please get on to us. If you're a member, you can write it to us in the members group, of course. Or if you're not a member and you want to hear more or find out more about what we do at EMF, visit emf.ie or you can email info at emf.ie. Have a lovely day. Computer. Very good. Welcome, folks. Welcome back to our second, I suppose, uh, live chats. This one via Zoom today. I am joined by the wonderful uh, Connor O'Keefe, ultra marathon runner, entrepreneur, adventurer, uh, philanthropist, maybe. <laughs> um, <and laughs> I am delighted to say okay. that he is uh, joining us. I'm really looking forward to this. So, Connor, introduce yourself. I gave you a little bit of a one, but uh, throw yourself down. You did. To be fair, I don't know if I can add much more to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm an ultra marathon runner. Mindset speaker, adventurer, um, yeah, that's it. that's basically me. <laughs> that's who I am. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm a speaker. I'm an ultra marathon runner, and uh, I'm, I'm everything that you've said and above. Excellent, and beyond, you should say. <laughs> yes, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, I've been following Connor for quite a while now. And, and his, if you haven't, if you don't follow him on social media, I highly recommend it. Um, do you want to tag your social media very quickly, Connor? Yeah, uh, it's C.O. Keefe, uh, C-O-K-E-E-F-F-E. People call me Co-Keefe, which is people perfectly fine as well. It's, uh, it's C.O. Keefe uh, is the Instagram. And then that leads you to everything that I'm doing, my, my podcast, Flip the Script podcast and, and everything else. Excellent. Yeah. So there you hear folks, the man has started a podcast and like we had fat man talking podcast last week, I found another fantastic podcast. Uh, I do recommend checking out both of those really, really good. And you just put up one recently, Connor. Um, I think you put them up every Sunday and I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that um, you, you talk about in your podcast. But before we get into that, could you maybe tell people um, very quickly uh, what your journey has been like, where, who you were and who you are now, maybe. Yeah, um, my journey in ultramarathon started about two and a half years ago, and it com- came completely by accident, really. I stumbled upon it. Uh, as many things have happened in my life, it just kind of comes up in conversation. It stews, it gets into my brain. It, it stews around in there for a while, and then it comes out into the real world. 
Um, but before that, I suppose I was uh, doing a lot of things in my life that I never thought that I would be doing. Um, I was working um, a six day a week job that I didn't particularly like. I was earning a lot of money and spending a lot of money and not really having a great relationship with, you know, my employment, my personal life, uh, with myself. And kind of, I found that I had just lacked all purpose in my life, really, um, for, for want of a better word. And at the start of 2019, um, I really started into the ultramarathon journey. Um, and through that and through my training with ultramarathon, it kind of made me look at myself in the mirror and say, like, you know, what do you really want from all of this? What do you want from your life? What do you want um, to come of it? And I suppose I started where, you know, I knew what I didn't want. And what I didn't want was the, the way that I was living right then and there and um, living for the weekend, drinking two or three days a week, recovering three or four days a week and working six days a week and just kind of, you know, working and, and drinking my life away. And uh, so I started this uh, concept uh, on the 1st of January, 2019, uh, which I call being my own best friend. And I just started being my own best mate from then, um, from, from the very start of 2019. I ask people all the time, like, you know, uh, if you were given your best friend's body and your best friend's mind to look after for a week, you know, besides uh, probably getting a tattoo across their forehead, you'd probably want, you know, the best for them. You know, they're people that you love, they're people that you care about, you want the best for them. So you're probably going to make sure that they get a bit of exercise every day. You know, they get out for a walk, they get some fresh air, they drink plenty of water, they look after themselves with their nutrition, they get a good night's sleep. And then on the other side of it, that they think good thoughts about themselves, that they think good things about themselves and that they have a good view of their lives. And then I ask people, you know, what if you were given your own body and your own mind for a week? And people kind of look at me and say, like, that's that's a weird one, because we're given our body and our mind for our whole lives to look after. And yet I don't think that we straight away click into that, you know, that self-care kind of mindset and that mindset of I suppose wanting the best for ourselves and not necessarily going for the short payoff you know but going for the longer payoff in our lives and um, really putting effort into our lives for ourselves and when I when I kind of started to think about that more and more I thought I'm just going to be my own best mate you know I'm just going to be who I want my best friend to be I'm going to be that guy and and that has probably brought me to where I am now that's um that's huge man like being your own best friend and it's <clears throat> you're almost putting yourself in someone else's shoes asking them to put yourself themselves in your shoes and you're like geez if i really was in control of their lives like how would i help them would i take care of them and you and you more than likely would and you've got the responsibility to look after someone else you know you do put extra care into it and if you can put that mm. care into yourself man that's huge and luckily again all all our current members are pretty much doing that they are taking the steps to look after their health physically and mentally doing a bit of training a couple of times a week and that is only mighty to see but yeah that's a that's a huge one man and to, i suppose to touch off you you mentioned you you yeah, i suppose you do a lot of running and running is fantastic but that's not the only training your training connor 
I suppose, pre-COVID and post-COVID? Has it changed your circumstances, your situations, your environment? Do you want to take us through a little bit of that? Um, yeah, my my training, or I suppose my compass when it comes to like where what direction my my training takes kind of comes from within me so there was a lot of external changes of course and we look we've all had our own hurdles to climb throughout this pandemic uh one thing that i have really stood to throughout this whole time was what are my values and what are my own personal standards that i want to hold myself to regardless of what way the world is acting because the the world is the world is the external. It's constantly in a state of flux and ups and downs. And we don't control all the balls in play when it comes to the external world. We never will. We will never be able to hold mm. on to all the balls that are in play at any one given time. Mm. But what we do control is how we perceive them, how we perceive our own lives and how we perceive ourselves, how we think about ourselves and talk to ourselves. And that's what I've really tried to control through all of this is just my own ability that, and I, and I talk about this on the podcast, this is my own a definition of endurance like you know a lot of people have you know different definitions of endurance but my definition of endurance is when the external the outside world is burning down around you how well can you manage the internal how well can you manage you know your values and your standards like because there's so many things in our lives that crop up now that just kind of lead to the fuck it let's have an old netflix chill out you know and and that is just the the ultimate like it's like Forget about all the things that you want to put effort into now because there's no point because the world is not playing ball anymore and we have nothing to look forward to and all of these things creep into our head. So normal. And I've had that touch my, my brain so many different times across, you know, um, this pandemic. But the way that I wanted to start to look at it was the world can do whatever it wants and it can change in whatever way, shape or form it wants to but I'm going to keep my own values and my own standards and I'm going to set them every day. And that's what I've tried to do with my training um, because uh, we'll, we'll, we'll never know what tomorrow brings, but we can, if we stick to our own set of values and our own set of standards and ask ourselves, okay, what do we really want to get out of it? You know, what do we want to get out of our day? You know, what do we want to get out of just simple as that, break it down into something like that. What do we want to get out of today? And uh, you know, if, there are going to be times as well where we stumble and we fall and we, you know, we may not do the things that we, I suppose, would, would have wanted to do with the day. But that is yet again part of this process that we have to, we have to be able to, you know, ride the waves when we're, when we're, you know, in that flow and we're just absolutely killing it and we're doing everything that we wanted to do. We have to be able to also see those times when we hit those roadblocks, you know, when we run ashore and, you know, we're, we're not able to keep it going. So, when we take away what's happening in the outside world and we actually bring it back into who we are and what we want, our own values, our own standards, not the world standards and what they're setting, it makes it an awful lot easier for us to bring, you know, continuity to what we want to do. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's again, huge. And you talked about, um, I suppose, that in your most recent podcast, it was or your most recent episode, we could call it. Um, it was the, the product, productivity or rest like when is it okay and when is it not okay and, and it, it's like my taking from that is it's always okay you know um it's okay to be productive and it's okay yeah. to rest rest is good productivity is good um not to get hung up on it and i really like that question that you that you said is is what do you want for yourself today uh, and if it's something that requires productivity and you get that productivity done then unbelievable well done you if you're just not feeling it that day 
that's totally fine too. In, uh, in EMF, we have almost an environment of, um, you know, how are you getting on? You know, how are you feeling today? If the energy isn't there, let's just do a chill out session, an extended warm up, a bit of moving around. You don't have to do any PBs today. Maybe you didn't sleep the night before. Maybe your, your nutrition wasn't that great. You did, maybe you didn't eat today. You were just swamped with work and just stress and, and there's this, that and the other. And the last thing you need is a, is a balls to the wall session. Just come in and let's roll around the floor for a little bit. Uh, if you do a, a stretch on our ring rows over here. Yeah, you know, so um, it's always an interesting one. And I really like that. Like what you want for today. Uh, and if it requires productivity, try and go do it. Uh, but if you can't do it, that, that's fine. Your, um, you, I suppose you had a, a, a bit of a journey with mental health yourself, um, uh, Connor. And in these increasing times, and again, you brought it up in one of your most recent um, episodes was, like anxiety, overthinking and stress. And it was even from, you mentioned, just going into um, a public place surrounded by lots of people. And I find myself to be, and I would, all, I would have always said it to be a pretty mentally strong person. And I, I, I can find, I, I, I deal with stress in really weird ways. Like, uh, and I can manage these things pretty, pretty well. Like I can close myself off and I can open myself up. And I'm, I'm just that type of person. But even myself, I like, and I went to Dunn Stores at Bishop's Court, if anybody knows it, I hope you all do. <laughs> but that's a very busy place. I did a bit of shopping there. And my goodness, I, I've never felt so anxious being in a public place in all my life. And I've been to concerts and I've been to this and that. And, but just, I felt like I was in people's way. I felt like if I touched this, I had to sanitize it. <laughs> I felt like I couldn't, uh, I couldn't yeah. step left or right without feeling um uh, claustrophobic almost so my, uh, getting Absolutely. to that like how how are you dealing with with all this at the moment like being through your own mental health journey and and battling anxiety and and stress and all that at the moment how have you been coping with all that um i have uh, i suppose tried to change my lifestyle as much as possible like there's just to kind of expand on what I was saying on my on, on the podcast episode that you mentioned there um, was I, I went into a cafe, a local cafe. It was just, you know, like you would do on so many, you know, days, uh, weekend days. You just go to a cafe and you would get it, get a bit of cake or get a, 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 you know, a sandwich and a bit of coffee and chill out or whatever the case be. Every moment that I was there, I was constantly engulfed with this thought of just, you know, everything was rushed. You had to be here at this particular place to get served at this particular spot. You couldn't be this close to that. And then even when I was trying to be conscientious and I was trying to be courteous and um, and open the door for, for an elderly gentleman who was trying to make it out of the place with two coffees in his hand, something that we'd all would do, you know, Absolutely. on a normal thing. We'd always do, do that. Mm. It was just, I was thinking, am I going to get too close to this man? Like this man might have a, have, a, have a terrible fear of coming in contact with other people because of this virus being in the in the at risk category, uh, and I and I'm thinking about this the whole time. What I suppose I had to reflect on afterwards was just that, um, not to give myself any you know hard time over thinking like that or wanting out of that situation, but realizing that you know it is a there's a reason for it. We're we're completely engulfed at the moment with these with media with with every aspect of life, you cannot escape it. You you talk to somebody there that you haven't seen in a couple of months, you pass them on the road and you're standing, 
six, seven, eight feet away from them and you're you're talking about how the fucking pandemic has has disrupted your life. You know, it's it's literally just it's it's everywhere. So it's very, very normal that it would, uh, you know, come into our lives and into our minds. Um, so I kind of just try to accept that that was that was happening and that I'm going to be more mindful of that in the future. And like, I know that I have changed my habits, you know, as everybody has done. I don't go out. That was the first time that I had really like went for, a you know, what I call like a, a non-essential trip. You know, like where I was like, I'm just going out to the cafe to bring some normality into this Sunday for me, you know. And when I got back, I, I really um, thought about what my life had been like over the last couple of weeks. Like I lived on Ackle Island for the last couple of months. Like, you know, you cannot be any more secluded. <laughs> yeah. And then getting back into 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 Wicklow. Since I've got here, I've spent literally all my time that I'm not inside the house working or doing the housework. I'm out um, I'm walking around the place, getting out in the outdoors, getting fresh air, going for my trail runs and things like that. And that has been a huge, huge part of, I suppose, keeping my sanity, really. You know, like I've really leaned on the outdoors and I could lean on the outdoors in the middle of an estate. If, it, you know, if it was literally just that I was walking outside where I had that freedom to just get outside and walk around. And it's when... Uh, you know, we have had so many freedoms and so many, um, you know, uh, aspects of our life taken away from us that we really have to now lean on the elements we still have. You know, we still have the ability to get outside, you know, to get outdoors. And sometimes it can be hard, you know, it can be hard to pull yourself to go outside and get that five minutes of fresh air. But it really does make it feel like less of a of a prison of our own making. You know, if we actually actually do get out and have that five minutes outside, it's it's just us time and it's it's nobody else's time. And we can be away from all of the, you know, Meghan Markle talking to Oprah Winfrey and we can take get away from, you know, we can get away from the pandemic and all of the, the, the talks surrounding that as well. And we can just be who we are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, that's 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 fantastic. Very good answer on that. Um with I suppose kind of spinning off that a little bit, how do you, because we talk about it, we've talked about it in, in our recent uh, live chat and we have done recent videos in our members group, Connor, about uh, things like habit formation and behavior change and I suppose motivation surrounding that. How do you look upon mm -hmm. motivation and do you use it if you do rely on it or don't you rely on it or what is the story around motivation for you? Um, I think I had a very like, same, same with alcohol. I had a very toxic relationship with motivation, right? And when I think about my times, like trying to, I suppose, make the life change that I'm, I'm living right now, the amount of times I've tried to, to, to do that, Phil, is just unimaginable, like, you know, just starting getting on a good footing and then falling back down the hill again and starting fresh from from day one like you know and um i i, I tried to think about this like why has this time been so different to the other times where i've tried to you know i suppose get my life in the position where i wanted it to be and so i i thought about what motivation and motivation to me is not what we should be looking for because um it's like 
it's like you know you have a chronic injury that's really hurt, you know killing you you can't train on it and you just keep taking ibuprofen you just keep taking ibuprofen every day and yeah it'll soothe the pain for a while but it's not that you're you're pretty soon you're just going to stop trying to do what you want to do and you're going to go back and you're going to sit down on the couch because it's just too painful right because it, the the effect of the ibuprofen has worn off that's the same with motivation motivation wears off over time and I have a I have a full you know podcast on about motivation on how we as human beings we are animals and we don't actually you know we don't react well to motivation. Yes, we react well in the short term, but we don't react well to it you know over a long period of time because uh, when we were you know fifteen twenty thousand years ago, if we got if we had loads of food and we had shelter and we had safety from other predators. We would just stay put. We would just sit down, eat as much food as we could, and we would just stay put because that's all we needed to do. That's all we needed to do 15, 20,000 years ago. We would never have to be motivated to get up and go for a jog. You know what I mean? It was just, you know, it, it, life was just so different. And we have the same brains. Our brains haven't moved forward from that time. So what I do is I try and trick the caveman brain, the caveman brain that says, do you know what? No, chill out order dominoes and you know watch the office and just chill out that brain that that that's our caveman or cave woman brain that is our cave person brain just saying we need to be safe and warm and dry and we have to have food you have that in your house don't go anywhere and just sit down on the couch eat as much food as you can get because we don't know when we're going to be able to get another meal you know, that's the way our cave person brain is talking, but it doesn't know that we could just ring up Just Eat and get Just Eat delivered to the door. So we have to trick the caveman, the cave person, and I have to trick my caveman brain. So what I do is if there's a day like today that I had a strength session and I had a run and I didn't really feel like that I wanted to do it very much, which we often find ourselves doing. There's many days where I cannot wait to lace up the runners and I feel like I have wings attached to my toes. I'm going to fly out the door and I, I feel great. There are also days where I just couldn't be arsed. And the days where I couldn't be arsed, I trick the brain. And what I say is, look, I'm not going to do my strength session. I'm going to get down. I'm going to do 10 press-ups. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get down. I'm going to do 10 press-ups and that's it. I'm going to get into my gear and I'm going to do 10 press-ups. I'm not going to do the full strength session. I do the 10 press-ups and I go, do you want, I'll do 10 more. And then I do 10 more. And then I'm like, well, look, I'm here now. You know, I might as well do it. I, I'm in my gear. I'm in the mind now to do this work. I'm getting a feeling for it. And I've tricked the caveman man brain in me. And he is now kind of going, shit, we just missed out on all of that Domino's and that Netflix. And now we're going to get the workout done. And so I do that with running all the time. I say, look, I've got a two hour run to do. I said, do you want now? I'm not really feeling the two hour run today. I'm going to go out now and I'm going to just run a kilometer down the road and I'll run a kilometer back. And that's, that's what I'll do for the day. And then I go, how does that sound to you, caveman brain? Like, you know, really, you know, that's what I'm trying to, trying to say. And my caveman brain is like, yeah, 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 do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then come back and eat, eat all the food. But when you're, when you're a kilometer down the road, the caveman brain is back home. You know, he doesn't want to, he's not saying anything to me anymore. I'm in the zone and I'm going to get the run done and I'm out there for two hours and that's it. Do you know what I mean? And that's how I, and how that turned for me from this trick, this trick that I was, you know, using to get myself out on the road, it turned into a habit and the habit then turned into discipline. 
and then discipline turns into commitment and that's what you build it all upon and when when i don't want to go for a run now i don't even need to do the trickery anymore i just go well look you know we're going to do it anyway you know i just saying to the caveman brain and me i'm saying like you know we're going to do it anyway you can say all you want that there's a pizza in the fridge like you know what i mean but i don't care about it i'm going to do my run first and when we do that and we 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 pull upon that skill right to trick the caveman brain because the because what you're doing is that part of you that wants us to stay safe and and doesn't want us to go outside and get uncomfortable or to fail or do you know it wants to keep us safe and secure what you're doing is you're you're giving them something that they can kind of go okay yeah we can we can do that you know it's like yeah yeah a kilometer down the road sure thing we'll be able to do that no bother you you go do that connor and that's when you've tr- when you've tricked them and you've said look we're just going to go do a kilometer down the road you're gone and you're off on your two hour run and by the time you get back the caveman brain's nowhere to be seen and you're hopping into the shower happy as lair and yeah. that's the thing you know and after a while when you pull upon that skill it's just like let's say you want to learn how to juggle you pull upon that skill of juggling by throwing balls in the air right mm-hmm. You actually have to pull upon that skill by not wanting to do something. It's so easy to pull upon that skill because nobody wants to do these things, including me. So when you don't want to do something, you're pulling upon that skill, then you're just tricking your mind. And after it says it's it's, uh, like in in terms of science, it's 19 days, I think, is to, to form a habit. Right. So if you do 19 days of where you talk to the caveman brain and you trick them, then it becomes a habit. And now there's a part in your mind that already knows you're going to do the work. It already knows you're going to do the work. So you don't need the motivation anymore. You're not, and I'm so guilty of it. Like I was so guilty of typing into things like um, training motivation, yeah, <laughs> running motivation into YouTube. Like, oh, I'm going to watch these videos now and they're going to spur me on and I'm going to run around the block. But like, yeah, I've been there, done that, but it never worked. It never kept me doing what I wanted to do because it wasn't coming from within me. I was looking on the outside the whole time. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I realized that the caveman in me needed to shut up and I needed to, you know, trick that, then it turned into just discipline where I'm just, I owe it to myself now. And that's where I was talking at the start there about values. Mm-hmm. What are our values? What's my values for the day? My values and my top before anything before the before work before jobs before anything my own well-being my own well-being and that's attached to you know my training me getting outdoors me getting into the river for a dip me doing these things those that's the top those are my values and if i lean on my values i stay disciplined yeah excellent man you couldn't answer that better myself we have a similar thing in, uh, I suppose, coaching people. We call it remembering your why. So it is like, I want to do X. Uh, we'll say lose weight, for example. It's like, why do you want to lose weight? Oh, I don't know. I just want to lose it. No, like, what do you want to lose weight for? Like, you know, why, why are you starting this? And they're like, oh, I just don't feel that great at the moment. And you're just like, yes, yeah, so why don't you feel that great at the moment? Oh, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. And uh, and they're saying, Jeannie Mac, and, and, and why is that you think? And they're like, uh, I don't know, you know, I've, I've, got, I've got kids at home and, and, and I can't even run after them and I'm just feeling it. And you're like, right, why is that? And then you're just like, they're thinking, my goodness, I do this, I want to do this because I want to impress my kids. I want to be able to play with my kids. I, I want to show them, I want to lead by example. And 
that's an example of remembering your why. You ask yourself why five times. And when you're in that, I suppose, not negative headspace, but we'll call it a headspace of lack, lacking motivation and consistency and whatever. Um, but remember your why. Like, why are you doing it? And oftentimes that will get you up off the couch. But I like that analogy of the, uh, the caveman brain and tricking it because I did the same for when I do my strength training sessions. I say, do four sets just do four sets, go in, do a little bit of moving around, bit of shadow boxing, whatever, and, and kicking the feet around a bit to, to, to stretch out. Then do four sets, your first exercise. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. But most of the time you will be, and you'll get nearly a full session done. And funnily enough, oftentimes the sessions you feel like will, that will be the worst sessions often turn out to be the best sessions. You're like, Jesus, this is fantastic. And that may be down to expectation. Sometimes when you're busting with energy and you go in and you're, you come out and you're like, that wasn't great at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I was supposed to hit a PR today. And, it, and it's really, really interesting. But yeah, I like that. Trick, trick the caveman and, and, and just do something is better than doing nothing. And before you know it, you've, you've, you've run an ultramarathon, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, with that, Connor, I suppose I won't keep you too much longer. I want to wrap up in one or two more questions, if you don't mind. Uh, guys, if you do have any questions as well, you want to ask Connor, throw one in. Uh, I'd be glad to ask him. Um, running. Now, you are obviously, uh, you, and you've said this yourself, that you're not a running coach, but you have a vast experience with running. And in lockdown, a lot of people have taken up running or maybe want to take mm. up running. Do you have maybe one or two tips that you could get people um, or give people to, to guide them along their journey of running or starting that? Yes. Um... I, I'm gonna. I'm definitely going to uh, talk about the parts of running that are not the highlight real stuff. Like running is absolutely. It's one of the most wonderful things in the entire world to get into. Right to 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 into you know to to put put that into your life and into your daily lives. It's just absolutely wonderful. And it's just, it's exciting. You know, when I'm talking to people that really want to get into running for, you know, when they, you know, say, I want to run my first 5K, unreal. I just, I can feel it off from them. I can feel the buzz from them. And what I would say to people that the majority mistakes that I made when I first started was I wasn't warming up and I wasn't cooling down, right? I wasn't doing those basic things where I was like, because I just felt like a lot of the time I was like, I don't have time. I actually, I was, like, I was like, I don't have time. I don't have time to warm up and cool down. And that was just completely and utterly just letting myself off the hook. Basically, excuse my French, bullshitting myself because I didn't want to do it, you know. But when I started to warm up and cool down, it created something that is incredibly powerful for human beings. And that is a routine. I now have a routine that I mix up between a few different exercises before I go and after I come back from a run. And it's just, it basically makes it from the minute I start doing my first uh, exercise in a warm up, that's me in my zone doing what I want to do right then and there. So warming up and cooling down is going to save, I would say it's, but it's going to save 50% of people that start running would save their injuries by just warming up and cooling down. And that's like, that's no word of a lie. Cause like the body just, if you think about, um, you know, like the way that we usually work these things, let's say you want to go for a run before you start work in the morning, 
you get up, you've been lying in the same position for eight hours with no water, no anything uh, over that eight hour period. And we just get up, lob on, the, lob on the, the gas shorts and the runners and get out and do your run. And you do your 5K and you're just like, your body is kind of going, what the hell is he doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it needs that time to kind of get itself warmed up. So I always start the day with a glass of water because I all like if I'm going to go for a run, a lot of the time I do do it fasted because um, I just prefer to eat to do that way and then eat afterwards. And I always warm up because my body needs to be warmed up. It's been lying down and, and resting and recovering in basically the same position for eight hours. I want to move it out. And, it, and the more you get to do it, the more fun you'll have with it because I feel like if 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 anybody else that's listening is like me, the more you know about something, the 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 more fun you have with it. Do you know what I mean? The more you know about you know yourself, the more you know about exercises that you do. Like you know, when you start, you're you're doing your press ups and your pull ups on that, and then you're doing you know, lo, you know, jumping split squats and all these things. You know what I mean? When you when you start getting into it and 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 knowing all of the different exercises, it's fantastic. So having a bit of fun with your warm-up and a bit of fun with your cool down it's 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 absolutely i always listen to a few tunes as well because i don't listen to music when i'm running I, yeah. I i just don't i like running is my time to be with myself and just to enjoy the run and to listen to the bird song and just you know listen to the wind and the rain pelt off the leaves whatever it may be mm-hmm. but i love just pumping on my favorite tunes having a bit of a dance around when i'm doing my uh, warm-up have a bit of fun with it and once I get in from my from my run, bit of a cool down. You don't have to spend your whole life doing it. Five minutes before you go, five minutes when you come back. That's probably my my biggest tip, to be honest. Um, the second tip is, and that's this is part of the warm up as well, is make your foam roller your best friend and just foam roll uh, like foam roll really like every day, to be honest. Um, and you don't have to go to town on it, like you know what I mean. I think. Uh, people go I'm going to get a foam roller now and then they go Jesus Christ my legs are battered from the foam roller because they've literally beaten themselves <laughs> to death with it and I'm like no you don't have to do that you just just roll them out for you know up and down 10 times each calf up and down 10 times each quad even and just get the blood kind of flowing into the muscles that's another one that I would do mm. you're, you're uh, that's that's a lot of the of the kind of I suppose, easier stuff to cover with these things. And in, in terms of, you know, build from there, build from there. Those are the, that's the, have your, have your routine, have your warm up, have your run, and then have your cool down. Your, that, that routine will save you so much time and so much yeah. injury. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So have, have your warm up and cool down. Make sure you have a bit of a, a schedule or a habit of doing that pre-run and foam rolling is always an interesting one i always see foam rolling as a, a massage if you're just feeling that little bit stressed and tight and bound up it's nice i always do it on my butt the areas i do it hamstrings and my back i love foam rolling my back because it's just lovely yeah. and actually a tennis ball is like my best friend i actually travel with a tennis ball when i go on holidays or anywhere stick it onto the seat of the plane dig it into the back for a while and she only mighty it's excellent but uh, my tip for it, guys, yes. obviously I am a coach and um, my tip, and I can give you anecdotal evidence with it uh, for running, if you do want to start it, is start slow and build slow. My first time running over lockdown, I decided to do a 5K. I was crippled for about two weeks. <laughs> this thing, I, and people who yeah. know me, I don't run. Like I love training. I could train 24 hours a day for you, seven days a week and not get bored of it. But I tried out the running and stuff and then I got into it after a while, but my first one, 
5k i did my i did my warm-up but i went 5k my first run out and that's a long way for my <laughs> for my tired old little legs um so yes yeah. start off slow the, and the slower the better in my opinion build slow enjoy it space it out recover uh, and you will you will i hope you will get into running because it is it is a good exercise um connor to finish up i suppose uh we are big on jokes sir the worse the joke the better the joke the better the dad joke the worse the joke you know and i'm i want to ask you do you have a joke that you could maybe share with us that you know if you don't i have one here ready to go (laughs) yeah i've i've got i've got two two good very pg dad jokes actually right um what do you call a Spanish man who's just got out of hospital? Hit me. Manuel. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, what do you call a Spanish man who's just got his car stolen? Man something. Carlos. Carlos, yeah. <laughs> that's good. They're up there, like. And that man over there, Mr. Owen Murphy, yes. in tears laughing with the, with the bit uh, at the back. Oh, like we we like we always I I, we always try and share a joke in in a, in a session and you know it's a good joke when you get zero reaction like you know then like when they're not laughing and they're just yeah. you're like that with that hit home when it's I absolutely know. dead in the water <laughs> yeah you know you're after doing good yeah we're, we're hit the nail in the head so i'll give you my yeah. one it's it is why did the pony so why did the pony get sent to his room why he wouldn't stop horsing around Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> it's shocking. Oh, jeez, lads, I, straight off the penguin bear. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, guys, that will be our time. I won't keep Connor too much longer. He was he was very very good to give us his time. He's a busy busy man, um, and he and he geez, he offered up his time. We were one of the first people he did public speaking with. And to see him from then, which he started with fantastic, to where he is now is, is absolutely outstanding. Well done, man. And again, thank you very much for your time. I, I hope you've enjoyed it. I know I certainly have. Yeah, big time. Thanks very much for having me, guys. And uh, I hope that people got something from it. And I wish you the very, very best of luck throughout all of what we have to come and into the summer. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, go check him out on Instagram. I know he's got a, he's a, he's got a Patreon going as well. If you want to support the man, please do. Um, I, I don't know if he's on Facebook or anything like that, but check out his podcast, Flip the Script, on Spotify and all other platforms. I highly recommend it. Uh, and have a lovely evening. Enjoy the rest of your night. <laughs> Good night. Goodbye, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>